Hello, faithful listeners. So happy to have you here. Let me tell you a little bit about what you're about to hear. We had a great podcast queued up for you. We had a great discussion. Unfortunately, one member of our podcast muted her microphone shortly after going live. So while we could hear her, you will not see if you can guess who it was. We would totally understand if you wanted to skip this episode because what you will hear is about 80-85% of what you otherwise would have heard, but there will be gaps. There will be periods of time where you can hear nothing because this person's microphone, and we're not going to name it. Let's see if you can guess who this person is. This person's microphone was not picking up her voice, so we could hear her. You will not. So again, you're welcome to listen because you'll still get most of what we had to say on this episode, you just won't hear her. And I know that mm, mm, three quarters of you are tuning in just to hear her. So we'll see you next week. And for the rest of you, take it or leave it. Again, thanks so much for listening. And if you can stand to listen to this one too, God bless you. Go Bills. Welcome back, listeners, to another exciting episode of Bills and Beers, the Buffalo Bills podcast from the Bills backers of Chicago, Illinois. The 4-0 Buffalo Bills getting it done today in Las Vegas. I'm Lars. Joining me today from Chicago, Illinois, the lovely Miss Cassie Hutton is here. Buffalo 4-0. Buffalo 4-0. And from Chicago land... Sujit, the president of the Bills backers of Chicago, is here. I stopped by Orchard Park on my way today just to get that good juju, baby. I stopped by Jeff's house. I had breakfast with his mom. He doesn't know about it. It's all good. Honest question. When was the last time you were at the – when was the last time you even went to a game, Suj? It's been a while, man. Super it's been fan. A while. Up there in Brew City, USA. Hey, listen, Buffalo. when I went there, I was going in my Bill little fancy Nichols boxes. Bill Nichols is here. Okay. okay, enough from you. Bill Nichols is here. <laughs> my gosh. I mean, everyone wants to hear my name, so just come on, bro. What's That's up, right. guys? And, and all the way down there in Austin, Texas, the full crew with us again tonight, Jammin' Jeff Day is here. Love it. Can't wait to get into it. Uh, subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already, and leave us a nice review if you haven't said something nice already, and if you don't have anything nice to say, go listen to Rockpile Report. Gang, let's not waste any more time and get right into it. Go Bills! That was I so think. bad. Yeah. So 30 to 23 was the final after the Raiders got themselves a garbage time touchdown, but the Bills were in control for most of this one. Uh, They kind of took care of business. The defense did what we've been hoping the defense would do, but it wasn't all pretty. Again, for four weeks in a row now, we shall not dwell. We will get right to the goods, all the fun stuff to talk about, but in the meantime... Suge, we'll start with you tonight because you're clamoring to talk. I just know you are. Who was your Jenny Creamel bummer of today's game? Uh, I would like to take two, but I'm going to start off with what the hell is Cassie Great doing? move, Cass. Great move. Awesome pod. Way to My go. gosh. What is that? Tecmo Bowl in the back? I'd like to take two, but... All right, I'd like to take two, but one of them is going to come later. Um, but right now, I am going to tick my Jenny Cream Ale bummer to not be Josh Allen. Let's make it very clear. It's mm-hmm. not Josh Allen. It's Josh Allen around the time of his second rollout. His first rollout is great. That's when he makes plays. That's when he does great things. But there's a period in time when Josh Allen has his first roll and he gets an open space and he still doesn't see anyone open. And then he just starts doing dumb stuff. So it's Josh Allen after his second rollout. Now, granted, that is a lot of caveats, which means that the guy had a hell of a game. But I'm going to stick with Josh Allen after his second rollout. Stop doing dumb stuff when we're in field goal position. Like, I know it's ticky-tack, whatever. He did great. He didn't throw a pick, whatever. But he's just not necessary. Coming to you now, Jeff. I love how uh, Suge starts us off. He, he's he got the uh, – the, 
he can pick any one of any player. He he gives it to the uh, AFC Offensive Player of the of the month, <laughs> of the, the guy that just led us to 30 points. So, I, I understand what you're saying, Suge. Um, I think there's a couple here. Uh, if I if I'm thinking about sp- picking a specific player, I'll pick one that I think uh, we have to cover, which is uh, you know our punter Boho. Mm. Um, yeah. So hey, and, and I, there's really there's really two reasons. So one of which is uh, twice today he kicked it into the end zone on opportunities to pin him inside the 10. Um, And then um, I know that there was a little bit of uh, laces out, Ace Ventura, pet detective, homage, you know, Jim Carrey, (laughs) shout out SNL, Joe Biden, the whole thing, um, you know, on that that miss by Tyler Bass. I actually didn't see the Jim Carrey, Joe Biden. Was that last night? Last night. Jim Carrey All right, don't, is Joe don't tell Biden. me anything. I don't. I don't want to know if it was good or bad. I, okay. I, I don't want to know. I'm gonna. I'll check it out after one. Cass, coming to you now, because Bill, I know yours just got taken. So you got to. You got to brainstorm here, Cass. Right? Make sure you're yeah. not muted now, and come at us hot with a Jenny Creamill bummer of today's game. Problems are relative. Bill, coming to you now. Jenny Creamel bummer of today's game. Bill's got nothing. Dude, He's my shaking brain, his head. Yeah, my brainstorm's uh, is empty. I mean, my brain is normally full of plenty of great things. We all know that. Uh, but Bojo is uh, is the only guy I can think of that I really have a bone to pick with. So, I mean, a couple I, of major losers today were again the uh, the the CBS production team that that fed us Spiroditas again. No, do we have Spiroditas again today? Yes, yeah, we, Nart, we sure did. Yeah, yes. Nart, Adam Archuleta. Yeah, okay. Who For that, interestingly? Ma- wait, hold on, hold on. There's really something important. There's a man named Spirodides. Okay, but and, they made no, 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 that decision, on, on. and then they had to go back on it because of COVID. Which, by by the way, as of, as of right now, COVID seems to be the only thing standing between but the Buffalo Bills and playing football late into January. I'm just putting it out there. Uh, let's see. We also had the we, we have the baffling. Uh, we we talked about it during the game, but this policy that on the field calls like shall not be overturned unless there's crystal clear evidence by the person who's biased, knowing that uh, I might not be able to overturn this is ridiculous. The John Brown catch for a touchdown. I mean, what planet do we have to be on where that's not a touchdown? Where? The interception last week to Tyler Croft is not an interception. Bill, you want to interject? Go ahead. I do want to interject, and I I want to ask you uh, what kind of questions you want me to ask my neighbor, who is uh, one of the uh, NFL officials who he goes to um, every game. There's one person who is the like in the booth, the backup, the back. No, like, yeah, he's like in the booth, right? Um, and that, but all calls go to New York. But he's like one of the guys who, in between or underneath two minutes, he's the guy who says, "Hey, nope, oh, we got to review that." So he's got five seconds essentially. So the sure. question, the question to him then is, yeah. if we're going to have this unbiased third party sitting in New York ready to make a call, yep. why do they give him the context of the play? Why can't they just turn it to that guy and say, "What should the call on the field be?" Not like, "Hey, should it? Should it?" Should this be overturned? Like, don't tell him that. Don't give him that information. Ask him what, like, just a simple change like that would, would make some of these, like, mind-bending, can't, can't, can't overturn what the refs on the field did because, as we all know, they're infallible, these 60-year-olds in their pantaloons. Yeah. Suge, go ahead. So you're saying, you're well, saying don't I, I have that, it be, it's literally just show them the clip without any context, and it's what is, like, what is this? Correct. I, I mean, I love that idea. The problem is in the in the text of the rule, right? The the text of the rule for overturning is that it has to be incontrovertible evidence that the ruling on the field was incorrect. Which is why I gave my Jenny Creamail to the policy to the rule. The, the rule is dumb. It's dumb. It's it's the yeah. to me the rule only exists to save the referee's ego. There is there is no practical reason. Why we have to we have to we have to keep what they said on the field. I mean, guys, sports in the 21st century is a technical marvel. Let's get over ourselves. Umpires in the major leagues get fined <laughs> if their strike zone is not consistent with what a computer says. Okay, that's the way of sports. Let's get with the program. All right, let's move on from this. I could I could keep going. I want to okay. just give one, one. I told you I had two Jenny Creamails. I want to give my second Jenny Creamail <laughs> also to Josh to the, Allen. <laughs> no, 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 no. To the city of Cleveland, 
It doesn't matter how many times I drive to Rochester or how many times I drive back from Rochester. It does not matter. As soon as you approach Cleveland, it starts fucking raining or snowing or some goddamn... I had to get off the fucking expressway at some point because they shut down the expressway. I don't know what it is with Cleveland. I mean, it's just because it's fucking Cleveland. Like, that's literally what my, my neighbor was picking up a package for me. And he's like, hey, how's Ohio going? Because he knew where I was left, roughly from when I left. And then I was like, oh, man, why does it always rain in Cleveland? And his answer was just, he's a Patriots fan. He's like, well, because it's Cleveland. Right. Of course it's going to rain. Right? So I'm giving it to Cleveland. Yo, fuck that 35-mile-per-hour turn there, too. Also, yeah, right? also true. Yes. Yeah. Uh, completely unnecessary. Again, with the 21st century, let's build a new highway. Right. Okay, I'll, I'll go say, first. I know you're about to move on to the good stuff, but I'll just say— Would love know, to. Shocking stat of the day as it relates to Cleveland. Oh, boy. Scored 49 points. Baker yes. Mayfield had 165 yards passing. Unbelievable. So, yeah, and they didn't get— so. Did they get defensive and special team scores? Because that's that's insane. Yeah. My sister literally just texted me, if you want Dayball to come on Bills and Beers, let me know. That's ridiculous. Okay, yeah, we do. The, we answer's, we do. the answer's no. No, no the we answer's don't. Yes. We're not at all we're not, interested. We're not, we're not legit enough. All right, I'll talk to him. Just tell, right. give her my number. We'll start what do you there. you mean we're not legit enough? Right. Bill, you're not legit enough. we got to button ourselves yeah. up a little bit. If you, want to t- if you want to sit this one out, by all means. Speaking of sitting this one out, the Bat Blue MVP of today's game goes to the Buffalo Bills defense. And I'm sick and fucking tired of hearing everybody talk about, oh, what's wrong with the defense? Oh, every year a Sean McDermott defense is good. False. Every year a Sean McDermott defense is good. Not every goddamn game. Go back and look at box scores. This team gives up points. It has given up yards. It has happened every year they've been here. And then, while you're looking at that box score, look at every other box score around the league right now. Nobody is playing good defense. And that defense that we all crapped our pants about because they gave up 16 points in the first half, or excuse me, 13 points, 13 13 points against this Buffalo Bills offense is going to make us lose sleep. Come on, Bills Bills fans. I'm looking at you, Cassie. Time to get with the program. Wake up. We got an off we got an awesome offense now, and you gotta score at least thirty one to beat us. And well, and I'm so Well and and Lars, it's it's not that there isn't good defense being played or that we're not playing good defense, but the NFL is just allowing a lot more to happen because they realize that they Absolutely. want to keep their fans and, and keep the offense going. So and Whatever, in spite of that, our defense, our defense single-handedly went out, and won this game today. I do. We, say, we were winning, yeah. and they and they slammed the door shut. Offici- you need to stop complaining about the defense and fretting, fretting your little face off every first half. No, they don't. No, they. This is this well. Is so, so Lars, Lars, the answer fundamentally the, the, the false. question is where does where does our defense rank in terms of yards allowed, points allowed, relative no, to the rest of the NFL. No, it doesn't. No, 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 no it doesn't. No, it doesn't. I'm no, asking the, where. Where I, does it? It doesn't matter. I'm asking you. It doesn't matter. And I'm, I, I'm, re- I'm rejecting this premise. <laughs> the, the answer, Suge, is where does this defense rank when it's got an offense on the other side that can score score points at will? When you, when yeah. you, when you have a defense that's bad, that's a defense that has to give up 40 points to lose games when we have an offense like ours. Are you yeah. seeing the plays that our wide receivers are making? Are you seeing when when the passing game is going, the giant lanes that Singletary has to run through? Are you watching Josh Allen put the ball wherever he wants to? There, There is no... But there's not worth. Comp- Who cares? Who cares? Why? Why? We don't have to win. We don't have to win forty-eight to nothing. We have to win forty-eight to forty-seven. And until and until teams are scoring thirty-two points against us, we're not going to be losing games. That's the point. I think Lars, there I think is the, no the, problems the, with the, the defense. The, it's no, not a problem. Lars, Unreasonable expectations. You. you Defense is Labatt Blue. You are the Jenny Cremel. You and it, it, I think I think I went a little hard in the paint with uh, maybe next year today on Twitter. 
just kind of giving a little little, little rib shots there in the paint, obviously in good fun. I think they caught him a little off guard. They weren't expecting for it. I'm coming for them. I'm coming for you. I'm coming for anybody in Bill's Mafia who has to complain about this defense when we have a world-class offense. It is a team game, and until we give up 34 points a game, there is no problem with the defense. Lars, I think you're misunderstanding the difference between complaining about the defense and complaining about the Bills as a team. No, I'm not. We're when not Cassie literally says she's going to complain about the defense because it has... I'm not confusing yes, anything. Yes, you can complain about it. the defense and then you don't complain about the Bills as a team. There's those, those are two distinct things. The Bills as a team are fine, right? They're 4-0. They're doing great. But it doesn't change the fact that, you know, when we think about... We're, we're changing our expectations for the Bills, right? We're not talking about, hey, are we good enough to make the playoffs, yeah, right? Yeah, then change we're your expectations for the defense because the defense doesn't have to be – they don't have to be world beaters for this team to win. So don't complain about it. It's not a problem. But they but they might have to be better than they are in order to win a championship. We're not talking about playoffs anymore. We're 4-0. and Our likelihood of making the playoffs is very, very high despite the fact that we have a tough schedule in front of us, right? So I think that the point is that we're, we're, we're changing our – we're not judging the quality of the Buffalo Bills. Obviously, right now, we're fucking thrilled about what the Buffalo Bills are doing. We're forward-looking, we're forward looking, right? We're looking at, hey, so what happens when we pay Patrick Mahomes? What happens when we play another, you know, high-powered offense like okay, the so Rams? Okay, so let's, let's worry about, like, let's like worry about how fairness, many points like Patrick Mahomes can score relative to the Buffalo Bills when we play against Patrick Mahomes. And don't worry about it when we're playing against Derek Carr. It's not a problem. Well, then, Jeff, what the hell are we you. doing? The well, then why are we doing a podcast content. then, right? If we're not going to talk about it, why are we doing a podcast? I'm, I'm here to tell you that your complaints are for not and they're dumb. Jeff, you're up. You're dumb. Woo! I'm it's here to tell fire. you that you're dumb. That's right. I have spoken. I have spoken. The, the word of Lars be all. <laughs> I, did, I didn't even want to jump in there because I was. I, I know. Was that's of, why I pulled you right in. I was, I was enjoying this uh, Cassie versus Suj. Lars versus Sujit issue. It's almost like I, I look forward to Cassie. I'm gonna Cassie. I'm gonna pass the mic to you here shortly, so you can get back on it. Go throw a few jabs out there. All right. So my my um uh, uh Labatt Blue MVP player of today's contest. There's a couple that choose from, but I'll take the obvious one, which is. <laughs> Which is Stefan Diggs. Yeah. Oh my god. Is just yeah. <laughs> is just so damn good that I mean we I'm tr- I was thinking today I'm trying to recall the last Bills receiver that we would put in this I don't know is it Eric Mold? Like no. who's the last Bills receiver guys that we would put in this in this elite level that we that Stefan Diggs is playing it's at? Gotta is, be it, is it Mold? It's got to be Andre. I mean, we're just not. No, he's, he's come on. He's far. Molds was pretty good. I think it's. I think good. it's Molds. I think it's Molds. I think you could. Maybe it's um. <clears throat> Stevie kind of flirted with it. Watkins kind of flirted with it. You know, Peerless Price flirted with. I, I don't know, but like. No, come on. No, no. Okay, it's, okay. You're right. You're right. In, in the blood so year. I mean, it's Molds or Reed. Someone who's like our like our, our our parents or like someone who's like 15 years older. Would they choose Eric Molds? Or is it just like recency bias for us because we were so young during yep. Andre Reid and everything? Dude, I, mean, so you're I wasn't that young. You're all bald. I know. I'm old as shit, yeah. okay? I'm like fucking dirt and over here. But so, wait, a question. question though. Did, did Andre Reid make crazy catches or did he do yes. great things with the balls in his hand? No, he made crazy catches and he did he's great things game, with the balls I mean, he's in his hand. He's a game changer. Stephon yeah, Diggs no, or I mean, Andre? But, but so, so the thing is that uh, Eric Moulds also never had a quarterback to throw to him yeah. other than, like, a couple years of good Bledsoe, right? I think. I think. Right? They played together. Correct. So, so Eric Moulds had – right, but he didn't have – he didn't have if, – if Eric Moulds was, you know, sitting there playing with one of the elite quarterbacks of his time, uh, he would be in the Hall of Fame, I think. Um And also it was a different skill set, right? It was more of like a slot over the middle receiver versus just a – you know, a big bodied receiver. Um, but the, the, the thing is that Stefan Diggs is that person, but you got to give it, you know, in order to be a read, you have to be more than one year, right? You have to be more than mm. four games. Right. And I think that's, that's the key. And, and I, I, I see nothing but potential. I've no but, reason to think that he won't be that, but. So you, you say that molds doesn't belong in this conversation or, or, or whatever, because he never had an elite quarterback thrown to you. Now, we can't take away from the fact that John Brown and Cole Beasley are doing just as much for Stephon Diggs as Stephon Diggs is doing for Cole Beasley and John mm-hmm. Brown. And I also say that thing about our defense 
and about the the league-wide defenses, knowing that in handicapping ours, I'm also kind of knocking down our offense's performance just a little bit. If I'm going to go with this premise that defenses around the league are down a little bit, that means that what our offense is putting up is also relative to that a, a little bit inflated. Sure. Yeah, I think I think that's true, and I think that we're we, we're four weeks in. Diggs has had on average minimum of one, upwards of two catches per game through four mm. weeks that I don't think any other player on the Bills no. makes for for the last decade. And 15%, today, fifteen years, and, 15 and today years. he Keep had going. two of them. One of which, of course, we'll see you know on the Sports Center. You know, featured the long 50-yard pass um, where he just went up and high-pointed it. Unbelievable catch. Um, Game-changing play. You know, and then the other, which was equally incredible, although you'll never see it on the highlight reel, was the play that um, uh, Josh Allen got injured. Where, you know, he he threw that, Josh Allen threw up that, you know, borderline, uh, you know. <laughs> duck. It was a duck. Yeah, like, you know. A well, it was an underhanded and, shovel. An underhanded shovel. And Stefan Diggs, you know, whatever. On the stat line, it's like a six-yard catch. But Stefan Diggs went up again incredibly aggressively to get the yes. ball, you know, made sure that it wasn't, you know, a pick or anything. And I, the guy, it is just so remarkable. No, and then made a play. And then made yeah. a play, Jeff, right? After oh, yeah. he caught the he's ball, o- yep. he then made a play and almost got a first down. He's open. He did. On, he's he, open he did a little Superman play. to the sidelines. Yes. I thought he got it. Uh, yeah. Anyways, yeah, it's, it's just, it is, what is the, um, having a receiver on this squad, and, and every game that this happens, Josh Allen is going to continue to get more and more coverage. You know what I did today, guys? And, you know, I lived in Minneapolis for three years, right? Mm. So I got, a lot of, I got a lot of Vikings friends. All I've been doing is texting them, saying, what? why <laughs> did you let this man go in the prime of his career? He's 26 years old. It's Unbelievable. Crazy. So Stephon well, look Diggs. Look at them and, and then look know. at the Texans with DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, my gosh. What are you? Yeah, yeah I do, Bill. That's a great point. I was thinking about you know a tale of a tale of a wild card game. You know, the Bills bring in an elite receiver. The Texans get rid of theirs. The Bills are four and zero. The Texans are zero and four. <laughs> and I'd like to also say, yeah, those those were two ridiculous plays by Stephon Diggs today. But John Brown's should have been touchdown catch. Cole Beasley's touchdown catch. Those are four plays alone that we have not seen a receiver make in Buffalo in 10 years. And we're seeing several of these every game. Bill, take it away. I mean, it elevates your game. I mean, even at work, right? Like if there's – yeah, I work in sales, right? And if there's like someone who is consistently exceeding expectations, is crushing numbers, like I'm going to up my game. Right. It's just it's natural. Like you're going to be competitive and you're not competitive against that person. You're competitive against yourself because you want to be better because that person's like busting their ass to be the best possible. And guess what? Like they show up every single game. So uh, he just, you know, yeah, he elevates ever. It elevates everyone's game. It's awesome. I'm taking Cass. the next gen. No, it was, it, was to, next... it, was, it was supposed to go to Cass. Jeff wanted to hand it. the mic to Cass. I want... oh, OK, fine. Cass, you're the bat blue MVP of today's game. <laughs> Feel free, hey, Cass. Right, I, I Cass, I want, girl. I this to, is your chance. I wanted this to hand it back to you so you could, you know, keep keep jabbing Lars too. <laughs> That's why we love him. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Oh, you took my shit. That's why I was going to jump in on you. You took my shit. I I, I do want to come back to that because I, I, I floated this hypothetical to the group, uh, I think, on Friday. And nobody responded, so I want to get takes here. Billy, you you have sort of danced around around the receivers. Was there anybody else from the Bat Blue standpoint that you wanted to mention? Well, not anyone else other than other that's been mentioned, but I do want to make one comment on Josh, and that's actually I think Archuleta, one of those guys, like says something about his uh, 
he made a, a somewhat thoughtful comment about his ability to read defenses, and specifically one thing I think that's that's been really cool to see has been his ability to look off safeties, mm. right? And I'm not an X's and O's guys. I can only talk for so long about it. But, you know, he clearly wants to go in one direction, but he looks in the other direction, and he knows, I mean, he knows exactly what he's doing. So you look one, two seconds, stare the guy off, and then throw it, throw it the other way. He's done that a few th- I would say in every game he's done that at least a couple times. It's just a beautiful thing to see. I love that. Suge. He's got one interception. Uh, and yeah, and, is, and he's got a half, maybe it, half. Yeah, That's what I mean. He's got one interception in which Tyler Croft caught the ball and went down to the ground with the ball. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, uh, I think that, you know, our defense – whatever we complain about our defense but they did show up right the, the one thing we asked was that hey break the cycle don't don't just keep this thing where in the third quarter we fall asleep and then we don't recover the one thing we've done in the past games even against the Miami Dolphins is we gave up the lead we did not give up the lead Nope. We did not give up the lead today. Thanks right? in large we part got, to our defense. We came super close. But the reason we did not give up the lead, even as the offense a little bit stalled because they were trying to run the ball more with Singletary and trying to kill out clock, is because we got turnovers, right? And, yeah, you know, the only reason I'm not giving my uh, Labatt Blue to Josh Norman, uh, who did force a turnover and recover a, um, a and recover the fumble, is because I, I did feel like he had some boneheaded plays in the beginning half of the game. So that's why I don't want to complete his game. But I'm going to give this to Quentin Jefferson. Mm. You know, he's been a, a little bit, you know, not in the game, and he hasn't kind of panned out or at least been visible the way that we want to. Actually, you know, I'm going to give this to both defensive tackles because <laughs> I also think that Ed Oliver made an amazing, amazing play, right? Yeah, but, um, yeah, but yeah. With Trent the, Murphy is with setting the, him the, up. I mean, his – yeah, it's obviously play. Trent Murphy, Jeez. right? No, but but you know Ed, Ed Oliver's joke. fourth down stuff, right? That was that was a huge <laughs> huge play, right? If it wasn't for Josh Allen doing something boneheaded, that fourth and one where they stuffed him was a big deal. But Quentin Jefferson's play was incredibly athletic. I mean, like he knocked the ball out, sacked the quarterback, and then got the f- yeah. the fumble recovery. To to do yeah. that as a defensive tackle is not an easy thing to do. And so uh, you know, uh, just for an individual play at a time when we really needed it, um, I I feel like that guy. You know, we've all been complaining about the fact that we don't have star the middle of our defense is a little bit weak and small. Like that's all the, the pregame show was talking about was that, Oh, we're small and fast, but then that's why our, the middle of our defense is weak. And they said, you know, we're, we're waiting for Quentin Jefferson to make a play. Well, he made a play. It wasn't in run stuffing, but geez, he made a play, you know, finally getting to the quarterback and stripping him and getting the recovery. I mean, like if, if that's not what you're asking for, I mean, what else? Okay, so I, I want to shift gears here now to a, a little more of a philosophical take on things um, because I put it out there, and I want to preface this with this. Uh, I think Sal started his his Monday morning show after week two by saying, like, we have our franchise quarterback. We have our quarterback. And and I think at this point we can we can very much all agree on that point, okay? But what I think it's lost is what that means – and Cass said, like, oh, we're going to go to a bunch of Super Bowls. Ah, okay. So here's a bunch of other teams that have had their quarterbacks and had their quarterbacks for a long time. The Lions, the Falcons, zero Super Bowls. The Green Bay Packers with Aaron Rodgers, one Super Bowl. Okay. The, the, the San, hold on. They didn't win one. The San Diego Char- they didn't win. Okay, all right, fine. They went to one Super Bowl. He's been their quarterback for 13 years. Okay. The San Diego Chargers with Phillip Rivers, zero Super Bowls, okay? Big Ben has been the quarterback in Pittsburgh. He got a Super Bowl really early, hasn't been back to one in over 10 years. Drew Brees has been to and won one Super Bowl, okay? I think, and we've brought this up in other contexts before because being in the AFC East and being so scarred by Brady, we just think that like you go to and win Super Bowls like they're candy, and you just don't. That's just not a thing. It was it was a thing for a long time for the New England Patriots, but that that is that is a once in a generational thing. And and I remember after Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs won, everyone's like, "Wow, well, oh, he's going to win six more Super Bowls." No, probably not. And, and like I think it's reasonable to suspect maybe he'll win two more, 
if if he's an all-time great, he'll win three or may, maybe four more. But chances are two or fewer he'll win. Because when you go back through the annals of history, quarterbacks aren't going to and winning Super Bowls. And I just rattled off some of the best to ever play the game. And they don't have that many Super Bowls between them. Appearances or wins. And they have been in the league. Drew Brees has been in the league since the 90s, folks. He's been to one Super Bowl. He's wanted one, granted, but he's been to one Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's it is crazy. when it's not a game of series and you have to play and win one game in the playoffs to get there, crazy stuff happens. Now the, the Saints have, have lost and have, have been cheated out of things for a bunch of different reasons. I get that. Now I'm not saying we're never gonna win one with Josh Allen, but like the expectations for where people come in with what it means to be a fran- to have a franchise quarterback are I think not really grounded in reality. So it wasn't in this – hold on, Suge. I'll come to you in a second. It wasn't in this context that I brought it up the other day, but it, it sort of is, which is, is winning a Super Bowl what you want as a fan, or do you want as many opportunities in any given year to have fun watching your team play? And if that means you win 12 games and win two playoff games and then lose and, oh, it kind of stinks, uh, whatever. But you get to do that every year for 10 years as opposed to, like, having one crazy miracle season and then going on to win the Super Bowl. I think I'd take the fun football week in and week out. Suge, please react to that. Uh, 100%. So, Lars, I think that um, I would much rather be a fan of the Ben Roethlisberger Steelers than I would of the Kurt Warner Rams. Hmm. Right. So you have one year flash in the pan, greatest show on earth, and then it just kind of sucks after that and the team falls apart. So the one thing that I'll say to defend, you know, kind of like the view of Bills fans is that we have not been three and 12. We've been seven and nine. Uh, Yes. And so we've lived a long life where we've had teams that have quality, have good defenses, have all these other things. And the one thing we've been missing Right has been that franchise quarterback, mm-hmm. yeah. and so we, even though it's been over different regimes, different owners, different decades, we have this thing that hey, every year the one thing that keeps us from going seven and nine to twelve and four is a franchise quarterback, right? And so now we sit here with a team that is predicated in theory on defense, with a defensive mind of coach, um, and a defense that is 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 good enough. And there's no question that they're good enough. Um, and and then then we finally have that last piece, right? We have that one. Well, I mean, more than just that last piece. Then we also have Stephon Diggs. We have a, a, a you know an all world wide receiver. And so I think that. Winning the Super Bowl, yeah, it's gravy, right? But getting to the Super Bowl is not an unreasonable unre- um, desire. Now, do if we don't get to the Super Bowl, do we complain if we're twelve and four routinely and get beaten the AFC Championship? No, no, come on. I mean, like after what we've been through, like let's stop being idiots, right? I, like, I, well, I will stop short in saying we shouldn't complain about that until Cass gets the way in. But yes, I I I agree a hundred percent. Cass, come on. Don't, don't roll your eyes. I know you can't disagree with you without being a, quote, asshole, but, like, let's be honest. Like, it's not it's not a thing. Like, we, we're a franchise that went to a Super Bowl four years in a row. That's freakish, okay? We have, we, have, we have in our division a team that went to, like, what, 11 out of 12 AFC championship games? Like, that's freakish. This doesn't happen. Teams ebb and flow, and in the playoffs, teams get hot and move to the front and move to the back. And, like, having a Super Bowl run or an AFC championship run is just not a thing. But I think the difference, Lars, now is that we are Super Bowl eligible. If if we continue this trend, we are Super uh, Bowl eligible. And I think that's all yes. we've been asking for is to be Super Bowl eligible, right? And if you are the, uh, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers, if you are the New Orleans States, uh, Saints, not the – the the fucking Falcons because fuck the Falcons, but um, even if you're the Seattle Seahawks, you're Super Bowl eligible because you have the 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 the, the, so, the pieces in place. But you know you know what I, in my mind that I go to. So there's a party happening on the, in the in the lobby of the hotel, right? But the real party was happening on the 25th floor lobby. But you needed a special key to get into that one, and I agree. We got the key to that party now. We can get into that party. Hundred percent agreed. I, I am, and and I think I think we can reasonably say for the last fifteen years we did not have that key. 
Like we we were not invited mm-hmm. to that party. We had no yep. business being there. And if we got there, it was a hundred percent luck. We snuck into the elevator. But now, like we were given one. The the moment Josh Allen walked out of the locker room week one, he'll take it away. We, we, we got a key because Tyrod Taylor's like auntie was like working laundry yeah. in the back of the room. Yo, you don't and you don't have to be throwing the you don't have to own the penthouse. You don't have to be throwing the party. Just be at the party, baby. Yeah, and I think we're there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just us. So you guys just don't so kick it sounds us like out. We're all, don't kick us out. We're all kind of simpatico to the the idea that like. At this point, success is not measured in rings. It's in like, hey, is is this just a fun team to watch that gives us a chance? It makes us feel like we belong. Jeff, I want to hear your thoughts. No, I mean, I, I agree, but I do think it's measured in one thing, which is one ring. Hmm. You know, I yeah. don't. I, I, yes. I'm totally yes. with you, yes. and that's where I think that's where I think the Saints comes into play. I think the Saints have had an incredible. What is it, 10, 12, 14 years? I mean, you just said it, Lars. They've only won one Super Bowl, sure, but they were able to, you know, check that off, and then they've been wildly entertaining for over a decade. And if we I mean, have the, that if the, we the have Peyton, that type the Peyton of run. Peyton Manning Colts. Yeah, the Peyton Manning. If we have that type of run, I mean, that is we, there's nothing more that we would ask for, but – if we have the run and I'm and I'm racking my brain to figure out who's the equivalent of it, maybe it's the the, the like the Andy Reid Eagles back in the day, mm-hmm. like where if you have that run where you have like eight, ten years of potential and you don't and you just can't cross that final, you know, then then that says, okay, like sure, did we have eight to ten years of wildly entertaining seasons? Of course, that's what we're all here for. But I do think like no one is expecting us. It's not the, it's not about multiple rings. It's certainly not about the Patriots. But I think there's that element like the Saints did, like the Packers have done, um, Ben Roethlisberger, Suge, who you mentioned, all of them have at least have one. Yeah. And, you know, I think there's an element of if, you know, I mean, (laughs) look at what we're hoping for now. But there's an element of like, you know, I think this is a success. The next eight, like the the McBean 10-year experiment is a success if we get one ring. I Mm. think that's the, I think that's where Okay. I, yeah, I mean, I mean, here's the things that I I I I'm here for entertainment, right? I mean, come on, like I don't I if if we if the next two years, right? Let let's put it this way: so next two years, Josh Allen peaks, we win the Super Bowl, and the next year we go to the AFC Championship and we lose, and then for some reason Josh Allen gets a better offer, goes elsewhere, and then for the next eight <laughs> years we suck. No, no, yeah. I don't want that. I'd rather we never won the first Super off. Bowl. They're, they're going to chain Josh Allen to the wall by his neck. Okay, like <laughs> well, of course, of course, like, of course. Because no, right now just we have exactly, very gently. Yeah, we have it. We have a two or three year window right now. We ex- extend him long term. We have an eight year window. Okay, and and like that's that's a it's a massive difference. There's no way Pagula yeah. can. No, fuck I mean, this up, but right? the point is that like I want to be good <laughs> long term. I would rather be. I, I, I like, like I said in the beginning. I would rather be. Ben Roethlisberger's Steelers than I would be Kurt Warner's Rams. I don't want to be a flash in the pan. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! I would wow. rather be wow. a fan. Damn. So Hogan, I would rather yeah. be... I would rather be obviously. I would rather be the Buffalo Bills of the '90s than I would be Ben Roethlisberger now. You know, like of, of the, the Ben Roethlisberger Steelers, right? Because that was amazing. But Cassie, I, I think the point is, is that that's not what I'm comparing it to. You know, I yeah, I would like to win a Super Bowl, but I would not sacrifice a single Super Bowl win for ten years of mediocrity, the rest mm. of the time. That's fair. Um, I think that you know Bill, it, what is wrong with you. I mean, it, it, Bill it, is it, showing us his crush. So all y'all don't know the new element to Bills and Beers is that we have video, and Bill's doing some freaky shit. He's showing right off now. his Zubas. But I, I love I, how uh, Suge keeps comparing us. Um, he keeps making the reference to the Steelers, which I appreciate. But um, you know, Ben Roethlisberger has two Super Bowls uh, yeah. to his to his name. But no, you know, well, one 15 years ago rapes. and one 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah, seventeen. I just, but I think the well. difference. Like and that's why and that's why Suge, I think I understand what you're saying about like the um the one Super Bowl and then sucking. I think the difference is though, like 
the Saints, the Packers, some of these teams that only have one Super Bowl but have still been wildly entertaining and competitive for 10 to 15 years. Okay, so so let me put let me put a fair comparison. Would you rather have Philip Rivers Chargers or Kurt Warner's Rams? Philip Rivers Chargers. Chargers. 100%, right? Yeah. Because Really? Really, Cassie? But they But we've had Kurt Warner's Rams. We had them in the 90s. And and now we've now we've been sitting now we now they took they took away no, our cool no, kids. They never key. won. They never won. That's what Cassie's saying. They I, won, right? Uh, I don't I don't know. Going to four straight Super Bowls is pretty awesome. Right. I mean, I like to yeah, me. To me the, I mean, that's the thing. The win is not right. But you have to, Cassie. Cassie, mm-hmm. if you take Warner, you are sitting there. You have to. I don't, no matter how much you don't want to, you yeah. have to sit there and watch them for the next ten years. Yes, and that's and that includes the Jeff Fisher seven and nine every year Rams that came after that. It's a great debate. It's a great debate. You no, know, it's. A, I mean, this is a good question, right? I mean, that's yeah. I it just it I just mean, blows my mind. So when we talk about so the the three teams that have come up here, the Saints, the Packers, and the Steelers. In no particular order, we're talking about the Super Bowl champions of 2008, 9, and 10. And none of those teams have won one since. That is so long ago. These guys have been around forever. Their teams have been good forever. But, like, for the last decade, almost decade and a half now, they have not They have not shown up to win. And I'm, I'm with Suge. I'd rather have had, got, like, all right, let's win the Super Bowl in 2022 and then be really good until 2030. And then after that, I don't know, whatever, I don't care. Yeah, I mean that would be the ideal, right? But no, the, no well the other but, the, but, the other key component of the comparison is the Rams after Kurt Warner fell off a freaking cliff, and they were they were a horror show to watch, and I and I don't want any more of that. That's true, and they have been back. No, I mean, I mean that's the thing though. Like, it's it's do you, is your interest year to year watching a team that's fun to watch and that's competitive and that's great, or do you want a fat flash in the pan and then you don't care what happens afterwards? Cassie, you know, I mean, you and I, we're the last people that are going to be fucking watching this team in Chicago, right? And if we win the Super Bowl this year in COVID, right, and then the next eight, nine, ten years, we have to watch a fucking seven and nine team again, we're both going to kill each other. Yeah, no, I'm not. And, and yeah, we haven't even mentioned the fact that twenty, the 2020 Super Bowl winner, whoever it is, it's a giant asterisk. Given what's going on right now, and I and I will, right. and this is the last I'll say about this because we, we never really made the point last week. Did the Rams score twenty nine unanswered points in the Ralph when it's when it's hopping when it's going nuts and especially after that BS interception call? Absolutely not. We we have already seen the effects that that no fans that this and it's I mean it's having a real effect on next week's opponent and the Titans. We, we may not play next week's game. We might get an early bye because they can't even get into their facility until now Wednesday. I mean, it's – well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. We talked about it a lot. Good conversation. Um, Suge, clink us out. Let's get into wild card. I got it. Well, we're coming up on the end of the episode, which means it's the wild card portion of today's episode. It's the wild card. It's getting better every week. This is Bills and Beers. We talk about the Bills. We do so drinking beer. And I went to the restaurant in town. I never did the math. Um, it is like kind of like a greasy spoon kind of restaurant. Uh, they got like a great like you know appetizer sampler, lots of pizza, that kind of stuff. Uh, it's actually kind of nice though. Um, but the owner's daughter was diagnosed with celiac. So he figured out everything I can make, I got to make gluten-free. Well, here in Pennsylvania, tough to get beer, but you can get carry-out beer at a lot of restaurants. So when we went to pick up our food on our way home yesterday, I'm standing in line for takeout, and I see the beer fridge, and I turn over, and what do I see? Glutenberg IPA in all of its glory. There it is. And then I said, oh, yeah, that's right. We got the celiac chick here. Everything's gluten-free here. And I have not had this since I was going through testing last year, and it's uh, it's pretty good. So I have I've had three of them today. Billy, Labatt Blue Light for you. Yes, sir. Cass, what kind of uh, misspelled uh, German beer were you having? Um, 
Mm. Oh, good stuff. Uh, you know, I, I don't like Kolsch's, but generally speaking, I've, I have not had a Metropolitan that I enjoyed. And it was it's a Chicago beer, right? I mean, it's it was pretty easy to get out there. And I, I tried a bunch of their beers, and I just never... Their lager's like a little too dark and syrupy. Just never really got behind it. Suge? Well, thank you for shitting on Cassie's beers. No, um, I'm just... But, I'm just um, I, 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 I just want our listeners to know that when we... In- when no, we no, in- you know, Metropolitan Metropolitan does have a couple. Like, I, I agree with you, Lars. In general, I don't like Metropolitan, but um, <laughs> but they do have a couple good beers. But I'm the um, asshole, right? Here yeah, we go. Yeah. Cassie, no, yours saying. is great, though. Yeah. No, but I got some love for Cassie. I got some love for Cassie, and it, you know, you guys know that when you talk to me about the beer segment, I talk too much about it. But I do actually want to talk a little moment. Is that I was back home in Rochester, and um, it's actually not what I'm drinking right now, but it's what I was drinking this weekend because um, the beers are still in the car, and I should probably get them. Um, but Rochester, New York, has actually kind of blossomed as a beer town. Mm. Um, apparently, they have the second highest breweries per capita after Portland, Maine, um, in the Northeast. In the Northeast. In the Northeast. There's a lot of caveats. Um, it's a lot of caveats, but there's a ton of great new breweries in Rochester, New York, um, and I, 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 I got beers from two of them. Um, the one that I'm going to start off with is Rohrbach, R-O-H-R Bach Brewing, and the reason I'm talking about them is because they got a little bit of something for everyone. So for Cassie, um, they have an award-winning blueberry ale, which is a blonde, a blonde ale, which I knew you would love. With a really light, subtle blueberry flavor to it. So it's their blueberry ale. And then, Lars, for you and I, uh, there is a Space Kitty, Mm. which is their double IPA of a West Coast style. The bitter, the piney, all that stuff. And then the other uh, brewery that I want to mention is um, the Three Heads Brewery. Um, both of these breweries are literally within half a mile from each other in uh, in the same spot in Rochester, um, and the the classic IPA that they have is the is called the Kind, um, and then they have a, the Two Kind, which is their double IPA. Uh, if you're in Rochester, the one thing that they actually don't have is a good brewery tourism industry or beer tourism industry um but there's a ton of great beer there's an amazing one out of canadagua young lion brewery that's a a a a woman or owned brewery um Mm. there's just a there's a great there's a great beer scene in rochester that uh anyone that has not checked it out should go check it out if so if you're in buffalo you know head on down to rochester and check it out all right jeff we saved the best for last I, uh, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Oh, boy. And so uh, I hop back on my community beer skinny hop train. My, uh, (laughs) you know what I mean? My my real man IPAs. Uh, And I would say me and Suge, we're pretty much the same. Wow. Uh, pretty much the same beer drinkers we got. Yeah, those. we're both IPA drinkers, right? We're yeah, both just, IPA drinkers, just right? A couple of, just a couple of boys drinking the I IPAs. literally, I talked to, I was on the way home, and you sent that picture of the, the beer you sent. And I was like, Jeff's ass up in here trying to tell everybody he's an IPA drinker now. <laughs> so I do like I do like that you're like just you know trying to maintain that train that, hey, I drink IPAs. I drink everything. I got it. Uh, that's what I was We also should all mention that Jeff's mother now calls him Snacks. Yes. <laughs> One of the literally the proudest yeah. things that I've ever done. So speaking of Snacks, it has nothing to do with Snacks, in fact. Uh, Carson Wentz has thrown seven interceptions now in the first quarter of the season. And uh, one of the Philadelphia news people that I follow, because she's on Twitter a lot and there's a lot of stuff popping this summer, it's actually just kind of like a news intern with the Inquirer, and she just tweeted out, I know I'm new here, but Carson Wentz is absolute clown, and he belongs on the bench until he can remember how to play. <laughs> it is bad. It's it's bad here in the city of brotherly love. By the way, uh, hey guys, about that. No, but remember. Uh, remember this. Remember. Remember this. Who was, go, the, go. who was the offensive coordinator who did not get any credit for the Eagles mm. in their Super Bowl uh, winning year? 
he got a lot of credit. I will correct you on that, but the answer to your question, of course. Nationally, I don't think he got a lot of credit. Doug Peterson was like God to the national media, at least. I don't have that experience. That might be true. But, yeah, Uh, so Frank Reich, he's the man. Love him. Yeah. I mean, it got him a head coaching job. All right, Suge, you uh, you had a long journey today from Rochester back to Chicagoland. Um, and it, it has inspired your wild card for today. So what are we talking about? Yeah, I mean, when I'm in Rochester, like, my primary focus is obviously spending time with my dad and, you know, we're getting ready to sell the house and all that other stuff. But mostly I'm there for eating. Um, and, you know, you got to get the wings, you got to get the trash plate, you got to get the Bill Grays, you got to get all this Weigel's hot dogs, you got to get all that stuff, right? So last night I hung out at my buddy's place and then, you know, went to bed late but i was like we got to be back for the bills game so i told my wife and my kid all right we're waking up at 5 a.m we are going to leave by 6 a.m which is you know 4 a.m in sorry 5 a.m in chicago and we're going to make it back of course we didn't leave till 7 a.m chicago time um sorry 7 a.m east coast whatever long story short it's a disaster my child on the way, I was like, I need Wegmans cookies. And I'm like, well, girl, I can't argue with you about that. Everybody needs Wegmans cookies. <laughs> so we got some, we stopped at Wegmans. And I'm in there. And, of course, like, there's all these, like, warm, fresh pastries. So I'm like, y'all got to get out of the car and come in here. There's some good shit happening right now. But so, anyways, we do that. But then I'm like, all right, now it's about the bills. Right? We got a late start. And I'm like, I might not make the game. I might not make the game. But I'm like, wait a minute but we're driving past Orchard Park on game day. I was like, I'm, I mean, I might not make the game, but we got to go. And so, of course, like, and one of the most beautiful moments as a dad that I've ever experienced, because I haven't, my child hasn't been old enough to go, and I live in Chicago, and it's difficult. We drove up to Orchard Park. We took a little bit off 90, and, and we drove to the stadium, and I showed her, um, you know, like, the bars and I showed her Hammer's Lot and all the other stuff and we took pictures in front of Bill Stadium which you know a bunch of brown people show up in front of a stadium and like in front of the security desk people look a little weird you know they're not it's okay but I was like decked out in my new ass fly ass Bill's gear that I bought at Dick's in Rochester because when you go to Rochester everybody's got Bill's gear okay anyways so I looked good they knew I was Bill's so it was all good so I stopped there, then along the way, stopped, took pictures of the Erie sign just for Lars. Just all day, all I was doing was bills from 5 o'clock in the morning until game day, which happened to be today at fucking 3 Oh, o'clock. God. Oh, God. So long. Three, no, not right? 3 o'clock. 3.25, which is 4.25, my time. Not not at the top of the hour. Goddamn near the bottom of the hour. I mean, 4 right. o'clock rolled all around. I was like, day. oh, it's almost game. My God, it's only tw- it's more like 25 fucking minutes until <laughs> this game starts. And how long, how long, everything. I'm, like, taking pictures of if someone had a bill sticker on their fucking car. I'm doing – so my question for y'all is that – what is your equivalent, right? What is your equivalent where you've just been working so fucking hard for something that shouldn't matter that much, but it's 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 your life, it's your it's your dream, it's your it's your bills, right? That like, you know, you're waking up early. You're going to fucking Orchard Park. You're taking pictures. You're you're doing everything superstitious, you know? You know like and and, and all those things just I Do you mean, mean bills related or unbills nice. related? I think that it should be unbills related, but bring mm. it back to the bills. Mm. So I, I will say that. What is it, what is the hardest you've worked in a single day for a single goal? That's okay. I think that's that's well, the thing. I mean, I, I'm not sure if I'm going to go down that path, but I'll tell you that not nine times out of ten, I am if I'm going out and about throughout Milwaukee, I'm wearing Bills gear. At least nine times out of ten. I mean, it's it's. I don't want to say every single time because I have left at home without it. But um, like, I rock a hat so much more than I used to, just because it's the natural thing. Because it's always, it's not like a bill shirt, or whatever. It's just like, just toss my hat on. And I don't know. I always do it. I feel so proud of it. Um, fuck everybody else, man. I'm a goddamn Bills fan. So I'm gonna I'm gonna tack on to that a little bit, where I think we're getting a little away from the spirit of Suge, but in this case, I do go out of my way. 
Um, and uh, on that note, Bill, I, I, I wear my Bills gear outside of Western New York proudly as a as a like not even a dog whistle, just as a as a bullhorn to anybody who's ever watched a Bills game that that might see it and recognize. Okay, and we've talked about this on the podcast before. I got a, a text from my cousin in Buffalo that said something like, you know, people say, go Bills is like aloha. It means hello, goodbye, and everything in between. And like, you always say it. And I texted her back. I was like, you have no idea how how much more intense that is when you're outside of Western New York. Because if I see somebody wearing Bills gear, I will lay on my horn if they're in the crosswalk in front of my car and nearly scare them half to death. I will walk up to city buses and knock on the window if somebody's sitting there (laughs) and say, go Bills. I rolled down my window at the height of the pandemic when I was still in the city. A girl was wearing a Bills face mask and I said, go Bills. And and it was at a time when everybody was down, but she turned like it was obviously was startled and looked at me and went, go Bills. You know, it's what you do. I was at... um, Ocean City two weeks ago, and some guy was just wearing a Bills hat and, and like thick Philly South Jersey accent. I had to yell it twice because he's a bit of an old timer, and he kind of looked like kind of looked like startled and looked around and he looked at me and he said, and he said, um, uh, <laughs> Jeff is texting me, which is very distracting. And he was like, Yeah, don't don't get a lot of those down here. And I was like, You goddamn do now, bro. Okay, but the, yeah, I I have gone to great lengths to find anybody outside of Western New York in Bill's gear and shout them down, chase them down, tap them on the shoulder. It doesn't matter. And usually they look at me like I'm crazy and they don't understand what I'm doing. But my reaction to that is, hey, you don't you don't want the love, don't wear the gear. Okay? Because mm-hmm. I'm expecting love when I wear the gear. Boom. Cass, come oh, I, l- I love the way this wild card has turned because it's so much better. Nice. So what I thought you were going that. So he has a master's degree in English, and so what I thought you were going with was like, did you buy like his master's dissertation from like the early (laughs) sixties? That's what I thought. And so to the point, like the first time I saw Marvin Chicago was he was up by the Trader Joe's up on Diversity, and I almost I almost wrecked the car like pulling over (laughs) like yo go bells go bells. Now, if, if you if you ever ran into Marvin Chicago, and I actually ran into him several times in my last job because he used to come into our building to get lunch, and I would see him. I saw him like three or four times. Um, he's not really that fond of talking about the Bills. And no, no, he's not. No, and I, I learned that like after like two encounters with him, and on the third one, like didn't even mention. It. I just said, "Hey, coach, on my way by," and also like he's now ninety six. I mean, aye, he's. Aye. So, like, conversations with him aren't linear. I will say the last time I spoke to him, the only thing he wanted to talk about was that McDermott went to William & Mary. That was, like, the only thing he cared about. He didn't care about the Bills or, like, anything about McDermott coaching the Bills. He was mostly fond of the fact that McDermott went to William & Mary. Jeff, coming to you now, I know you texted me. You had nothing, but I'm going to put you on the spot anyways. I, 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 I hate to say it. I enjoyed the stories. Jeff, you commissioned a giant pink neon light for your wedding that said, where would you rather be than right here, right now? All right. I appreciate I appreciate that uh, assist because I didn't know what the question was because I was I'm sorry. I was busy looking at lines. I'm trying to get this bet lined up for the last segment of the evening. And then I I just heard people talking bill stories. And so I didn't know what was going on. Um, Jeff, we're so, four and fucking oh. We I, just want to talk bills, man. I texted, we just want to talk bills and how much you love them. Full disclosure, I texted Lars uh, as Cassie was talking, and I go, please skip me on this segment, but I have the bet lined up. Because <laughs> I know <laughs> oh, what well, we were talking about. All right, well, so I'll, t- I'll do it for you. Jeff yeah, commissioned please. a giant neon light for his wedding, which is what, like six feet by five feet? Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. classy. Like, it's a classy some, neon sign. It's, 
Yeah, it's a bright pink neon sign that says, where would you rather be than right here, right now? Which, by the way, I, to take it a step further, that's how I ended my wedding vows, which was the first thing I told Marv Levy when I saw him. He had no idea what I was talking about. Yeah, that was pretty <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Lars. I appreciate Lars, it. Lars, it was interesting watching at your wedding, like, people, uh, like, within all the pews and everything, because, like, Jackie's, like, side, like, didn't get didn't it. get it, but there was kind of this cross, like, contamination where, like, Everyone was sort of whispering, like, oh, that means, like, you know, I mean, they were, like, telling each other, and they're like, oh, yeah, I got it. I was like, that's fucking awesome. Like, no, that, and that's mostly due to you, because honestly, that was for you, Jeff, and my uncle. Because I knew that, <laughs> yeah. like, there's, there's only three people here who are gonna, who are gonna be, like, right there with this, and, and I hope that, and I'm, and I'm glad it stuck. Yeah. So, we have introduced a new segment this year. Winners today, not not fully, uh, because the lovely Miss Cassie Hutton took a pass, so we weren't all in, but we did mm. get the victory today because we just wow. took the Bills in the money line over the Las Vegas Raiders. So I think we're all about seventeen dollars richer. It's, but uh, betting, money. betting things it was, easy, guys. I've never done it. It's awesome. Yeah, it's very easy. It's uh, it's it's pretty easy to make a lot of money betting. I don't know why more people don't try. Um, <laughs> So Jeff, it's and, your and one eight hundred with it or <laughs> yeah. There's so they have, they play those ads. Probably, I get, we, whatever we the one from start the, fucking putting that shit out there. The the one from the state of Iowa, they've got a good vanity number. It eludes me now, but I, they go through like all of like if you're in Michigan, it's this. If you're in Pennsylvania, it's that. But the one for well, Iowa, I forget what it is. If your listener tweeted to us, remind us. So Jeff, you, it is your turn to pick next week's wager. We don't have a line yet because we don't know if we have a game. Next we don't week, have a so. line. We don't know if we have a game. So this was made a little bit more difficult. But um, and we can we can guess what the Bills line might be. I'm thinking probably Bills, probably Bills minus three, something like that. But but anyway, it's an away um, game. It's an away game. It's in Tennessee. Um, the bet that I'm going to propose uh, for the group here is a four team parlay. Wow. And it includes Jesus. It's a Jeff? four. Listen, listen. It's a four-team money line parlay. All right, wow. no spreads, okay. just just teams to win the game. Okay. And that, let's start it off with the Buffalo Bills, right? Buffalo okay. Bills to beat the Tennessee Titans, of course. Then we move on to three borderline double-digit favorites, but just money line. Yeah. So we're going to include the Chiefs over the Raiders. Right now, the Chiefs are favored by eleven and a half. But again, we're just Chiefs to win the game over the Raiders. Cowboys over the Giants. Again, currently, I think, 11 points, but we just need them to win the game. Cowboys over the Giants. And then Seahawks over the Vikings. Seahawks currently around nine-point favorites, uh, but we just need them to win the game. So I'm talking four-team. I think, and Lars, you can help us understand, we don't know the line on the Bills game, which is what's making this difficult. I think that that four-team parlay will come out maybe three to one. You know, bet I was twenty win plus. I was going to say plus two fifty or plus two eighty. That was yeah. my. I'm I'm guessing I'm guessing we bet twenty to win. You know, thirty, um, something like that. Um, I don't know, but that's the four team parlay: Bills over Titans, Chiefs over Raiders, Seahawks over Vikings, Cowboys over Giants. Four team parlay for Week Five of the NFL. All right, Jesus. Jeff. So the next up in the dealing order is Cassie. Cassie, are you in or are you out? Okay, that's two. Okay, two. Cass and Jeff are in. We just need one more. Zuge, coming to you. Are you in? Well, here's the thing. Is that I won last week, so my $20 went in. My $20 came back out. <laughs> And I made a little bit of money. So why would I just not put that $20 back in? I'm in, baby. <laughs> okay, Suge is also in. Billy, <laughs> Billy, are you in or out? <laughs> I mean, I have no interest in the, in this. The Cowboys one is the one that scares me. Cowboys Cowboys are, over Giants. Cowboys are a fucking train wreck. What's the Giants record right now? Are they a joke? Yeah. A joke? They yeah. hung tight with the Rams today, though. They, they hung tight with the Rams. Yep. The problem is the problem is Billy, you you commit us to all the forty. No, I commit you to forty if I take it. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Billy just took it. Why well, didn't take it yet? I didn't take it. Okay. Uh, I mean everything see I got you out peer pressure on me now. 
I was gonna not. We're also sort of flying blind. We we're we're, made, we're we're deciding on a bet. We don't even know what the odds are. I mean, this wait, wait, is. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. What happens if one of these games doesn't get played because Mars, of COVID? Are you gonna take Nobody it? knows. Or you have to. No, I, no. I I can only commit after you do. That's not true. <laughs> no, I need to know. In the, hey, yeah, hey, hey, hey what happens? What yet. happens if one of these games doesn't get played? Um, I I think it, I think it'll just be a push, and it'll probably cancel yeah. it out. Okay. All right, I'm in. Okay, so I'll tell you what. I'm not in for $40 on this bet, so I'm not going to make us go all in. And it's not the Dallas game that scares me. It's the Seattle-Minnesota game because Seattle – that's the one that bothers me. Seattle went close with the Dolphins today, and I I know this is a betting fallacy, but the Vikings are kind of due. So I'm passing, y'all. Good luck on that one. I'll make sure that you get in. Let's do it, baby. Let's make some money. All right, everybody's All right, in but me. Twenty in, twenty in, twenty in. We don't yeah, even know what in, the man. we don't even know what the bet is. We're just we're so we're just flying high on this team. We're just we're, we're betting. We don't even know the odds. So if there is no Bills Titans game, do you guys want the parlay on those other three? No. no. Okay, then next week will be for forty, regardless. <laughs> Ooh, do I oh, get to come up with that one? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> no, Cassie. It'll oh. be Cassie's turn. It'll be Cassie's. Turn. I will say, hey. I Cassie I, picked I, us a winner last time. I gave you guys the I gave you guys the intro for the wild card, but I didn't tell you. I just want to tell you that. So I bought a bunch of fucking Bills oh gear. Obviously, hold on, guys. Just, do you guys have fifteen minutes to listen to this? <laughs> no, it's gonna be Jeez. quick. It's gonna be quick. It's gonna be quick. <laughs> Come on now, it's gonna be quick. There's a question for our listeners. <laughs> yeah. I went to Niagara Falls, and this little fucking angry ass fucking Karen girl. Got up in in line at Niagara Falls and was like, "Well, I was here first, and the guy behind the counter at Niagara Falls when I was trying to order food was like, "Yeah, but he's wearing Bill's gear." Whoa! And so he just pulled her up and just like pushed her. He's like, cool. he's like, "Go to the end of the line." Because <laughs> nice. it was so like that. But then, like honestly, like I was in fucking Ohio wearing like decked out Bill's gear, and like people were just. It's just it's universal, man. Like Bill's mafia lives everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. <laughs> All right. Well, you heard it here first. Um, so it sounds like uh, I, I, you guys are obviously confident that we'll win in Tennessee. I, I I guess I am too. I mean, this is we have now entered the twilight zone of the 2020 NFL season where we're firing into the dark because I don't know if taking 12 days off in the, after three weeks of play is good or bad for a team because it's never happened before. So we shall see what kind of Titans team comes back on the other side of this thing or if we even play the game. Who knows? Yep. Uh, but, in, but until then, subscribe if you haven't already. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell everybody you know in Bills Nation how you found us. Leave a leave a nice review if you got one, and if you don't, like I said, go listen to Rock Power. Report. Shut up! <laughs> Shut up! Uh, hey, worst case, but until worst next case week, scenario, we're the four and twenty twenty champions. That's right, four and Buffalo Bills, uh, and who knows if we'll play next week or not. But until we hear you, or until you hear us again, go Bills! Go Bills! Go Bills! <laughs> Make me wanna Shut up.